On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Sam Shansky here with Diddy TV, here with Max Gomez today. Max, how's it going, man? Going well. Good. Happy to be here. Good to have you here. So uh, you're from Taos, New Mexico, right? Yep. Little town in the mountains. Yeah. Little Rocky Mountain town. It's it's uh, it's kind of mostly known as a ski resort and an artist community and yep. for old adobe buildings and a little bit of country music and the Taos Pueblo. Lots of rich history there. You consider yourself a New Mexico songwriter then? I guess I do. Yeah. Even though you know I I travel and I I write. Uh, I, and in places like Tennessee with some friends of mine like Keith Sykes mm -hmm. and, and uh, I spent a lot of time in Los Angeles LA which is yeah where I've where I've kind of figured out how to do a little bit of music business mm -hmm. and made my records there and whatnot so you're independent you know uh, as independent as I can be I mean I've got a I've got a small team of good folks helping me out yeah and uh, I've, you know I tour quite often Mm -hmm. traveling almost all the time these days. So when you're in Taos, are you pretty involved in the music scene there, or is it just kind of a home base where you work and write out of? And You know, I used to be more involved in the music scene there. I mean, I still, I still am, but uh, we used to play there, uh, you know, several times a week. Mm -hmm. But now with making records and traveling, right. it's kind of come full circle and, and I play there around Christmas home mm -hmm. for the holidays and we put on the Red River Folk Festival yeah tell us about that I remember you mentioning that yeah I've, I've got this friend in Red River New Mexico named Steve Hagland and uh, Steve's a purveyor of, of great singer-songwriters and great mm -hmm. country music and just great music in general and he's, he owns a bunch of venues in this little town called Red River New Mexico and he approached me a few years back and invited me to, you know, have a have an event there, mm -hmm. a festival. And Steve's one of my best friends, so I couldn't say no. So next thing you know, I'm a festival promoter, completely crazy. Does that cut into your, you know, songwriting time and touring time? Like, how, how much time are we talking here that you have to put into that? Well, you know, it's never enough. Yeah. It's one of those things that... It's as big as we make it. So, how many people are we talking? Like, pretty small festival, or is it? Currently, you know? it's a small festival. Yeah, we call it a boutique festival. Two days, three days, three days, three days, pushing four days. Okay, and uh, you know, most of our our shows uh, have about three hundred people at them. Mm -hmm. We have a, a big outdoor venue that we're working on getting, you know, a thousand plus people at. Mm -hmm. But it's it's a, it's a small thing, but it's growing up. 
It's going to grow up to be somebody, I think. Well, that's cool. That's cool. So you mentioned yeah. Steve is a good friend of yours. Uh, was he involved on your new EP, Me and Joe? Uh, he wasn't. He, he wasn't. He stays out of the record business. He's more gotcha. kind of the live entertainment business. So tell me about Me and Joe. How did that materialize? Well, um, my first album came out on New West Records. Okay, cool. And uh, for most of my adult life, I, I was kind of uh, signed up with New West Records and they made some changes uh, in recent years, and uh, the friend of mine, my buddy who had, who had brought me to New West, he ended up leaving the company, and I had an opportunity to leave, so, so I left with him, and uh, we made this record out in California last December 2016, and we just got it out about a, about a month ago, mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Sounds really. good, by the way. Thank enjoyed you. listening to it thanks yeah. Yeah, yeah you guys have got the new music video you're playing make it me yeah yeah we do and that's a homegrown song uh right here in memphis where was that shot that oh, video the, the video there's snow in it and it talks about snow and i was like new mexico i don't think of snow yeah well i should now you should change your mind i'm going to there's lots of snow in taos where uh where i live okay where the elevation of taos it sits about seven thousand feet 7,000. And the mountain peaks around it go up to 13, so we're no strangers to snowfall there. I didn't realize. So, so, you, so you're talking about the song itself, the songwriting took place here in Memphis? You yeah, that? that song I wrote with Keith Sykes uh, right here in Memphis, Tennessee. Very cool. And I, I couldn't be more proud of it and, and so happy to, to have been invited by Keith. I, I've been listening to his songs yeah. most of my life, you know, and now I'm happy, you know, fortunate enough to call him a friend, and every time I'm in the area, I, I make sure to stop by Keith's, and yeah. hopefully we get around to writing a song, and we don't always, but we did that night, you know. That's awesome. So yeah. a lot of your songs seem to have, like, sort of a serious tone to them, but you mentioned, I think, in your set about, you know, it's good to have a funny one in there, and you seem like a pretty laid-back and funny sort of guy, so, I mean, you know, as a compliment, but, I mean, uh, yeah. do, you, do you strategically avoid serious or sorry uh humor in music or is it something that just kind of happened that way no it, it's almost like you strategically implement it because without at least one funny song i'm i'm gonna take you down a road you might not want to go down <laughs> and play too many serious songs you know yeah so i try to i i've the last year or so i've tried to play at least one funny song during a show just to keep things kind of lighthearted and yeah and whatnot and that's where that antique store song was kind of born and bred from that idea heber you know? springs right yeah beautiful place yeah i've spent some summer you know summer days out there jumping off cliffs and stuff it's amazing yeah well next time you're there go by main street and uh, i think it's called a place in time is the antique shop there. So it's still there. It's still it there. It didn't burn down. No, it hadn't burned down yet. Oh, all right. That's kind of the, the fictional uh, chapter of that, that book. I got is, it. Is where we burn it down. But it made for an entertaining song that way. It did. So <laughs> do you do more, most of your touring alone, or do you ever take a band out with you? You know, it's it's constant mixed bag. Mm -hmm. Sometimes duo, sometimes trio. Mm -hmm. Just depends on where we are and you know what the what the venue is what the gig is uh for example i'm i'm going on the kayamo cruise ship mm -hmm. uh in february i've heard those are cool they're awesome yeah and i think uh i think this year john prine patty griffin buddy miller sean mullins jim lauderdale the list goes on and on and on you guys should be on this ship <laughs> 
Really? But uh, on that boat, I'm, I'm going to have a little band on the ship. You are? Yeah. Cool. And, uh, you know, I'm getting ready to go on tour with James McMurtry. You are? Yeah, the month of November is pretty much touring with James. And I'll have a few headlining shows of my own sort of scattered throughout the tour. But uh, that tour, I'm going solo acoustic. Got it. So it just kind of depends, depends on, you know, mm-hmm. what we're doing and what's, uh, you know, how many hotel rooms we can put in the budget, you know. Yeah. What I mean? So when you are on tour by yourself, is it kind of just like venue to venue right to the place? Or do you ever like take days where you go off and kind of, you know, camp or get out there and explore a little bit? Or I wish. Yeah. I wish. But it's a job. We're pretty much late when we wake up yeah. wherever we're going next. Uh, I say we, I, I, a lot of time I go out with a tour manager, Yeah. you know, so uh, luckily I'm not out there by myself just traveling that much, but, but uh, yeah, the, the truth is, is, is uh, it's pretty much venue to venue mm-hmm. and uh, every now and then a scenic highway or a day, day off, maybe two if I'm lucky, but mm-hmm. it's pretty much just straight up get to the show tune up and play so with me and joe there's a lot of great backing instrumentation going on and i was you know curious as to who you got involved with on that you know who are some of the people that you were working with some well california uh, folks yeah it started off um me uh, making friends with a guy named jim scott and jim scott is a great old record producer uh, he's made some of my favorite records of all time, like uh, Tom Petty's Wildflowers. Oh, wow. And he was working with Rick Rubin for a long time, and and he recorded and mixed and worked on all those Johnny Cash records, those mm-hmm. late ones. Yeah. And the list goes on and on and on. Um, so we started with Jim. We arranged to work with him in his studio, and then I called uh, all the players up, Doug Pettibone, Okay. He's a good friend of mine. He's he's pretty well-known guitarist out that way. He uh, played a lot with Lucinda Williams sure. on some of her records and, and her band. And so did Taras, our bass player. We pretty much had Luc- partly Lucinda's old band. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, Jim Christie on drums and Taras on bass. Uh, Doug Pettibone playing guitar. And a guy that played on my first record named... Uh, Oh, God, gosh, I'm drawing a blank here. Um, Patrick Warren, the keyboard player. Really amazing. Best I've ever heard. So we're lucky to get these guys. Yeah. And then Steel Guitar, we invited Greg Lees over. And Greg is is arguably, you know, the best there is. And so we're That's really cool. lucky to get these players on the record. And it shows when you listen back to it. That's awesome. So were you always a songwriter or did it start at a certain point where you just kind of picked up the guitar and this is like you knew then or was it always like, you well, know, how'd that get going? No, I played guitar as a kid. You did. And I just, I, you know, I thought I was going to be, you know, a blues guitarist, but yeah, you figure that out and, you know, that's not really quite a, quite the way to make a living, I don't think. And somewhere along the road, I figured out, well, you know, I've got some friends that play in bars. I've got some friends that have bands. I've got a friend who's a songwriter, and he has a big house on the hill. So <laughs> maybe I'll try writing songs. And I sort of decided that when I was, like, a teenager living in Los Angeles. Yeah. And I started trying to write. And then I started co-writing with guys like Sean Mullins. Oh, yeah. And, uh, 
just just kind of had a lucky path and uh you know stayed stayed working hard and and here i am two records deep talking to you on tv yeah i'm happy about it all was it always americana for you i mean was that the style that you knew you wanted to be a part of or well i you know americana wasn't really a word in the vocabulary yeah yeah what are your thoughts on that like uh the development of that word and this sort of you know, new genre I, I don't know it's 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 a tough one to figure out it's constantly changing and evolving mm-hmm. you know lately a lot of americana i don't even know what it is mm-hmm. but when i first was trying to write songs i was writing blues songs mm-hmm. and trying to just kind of do that but I was a big fan of old-timey country music and things like Johnny Cash and Porter Wagner and mm-hmm. I've always been a huge John Prine fan and so that music has a big influence on what I play and what yeah. I try to write and when I was young living in LA trying to figure out making a record and stuff a lot of the songs that I ended up working on when I was just a kid were more or less pop songs mm-hmm with sort of an acoustic backbone and so i don't know maybe you mash all that up maybe it is americana i'm not sure yeah what do you think americana is to be determined yeah (laughs) we're trying to work on that i think yeah i think it's an inclusive genre and it really um you know this is this is your interview man you know i'm not gonna no i'm just kidding (laughs) It's tough to answer. I really get that. It is something that could be debated for a while, and I think that there's a lot of... You ask 10 different people, you're probably going to get 10 answers, you know? It's, it's true, but, but I think what, what mostly it is is American Roots music mm-hmm. blended with who's out there touring and making records and, and what, what we can be proud of as, yeah. as independent artists. It, it largely gets blended into Americana, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it it is a great genre, and it's it's on the rise, and it's it, I'm happy to be part of it. That's awesome, man. Yeah, we're happy you're doing it. So, what's Thanks. the next move? Are you gonna you know work on another record, or are you just kind of riding with me and Joe for now? Well, me and Joe is is just getting up and running. Yeah. So we'll be working on this project, promoting it, and getting mm-hmm. it out there for several months, and. Uh, my hope is to get back in the studio next year sometime, 2018, and get working on a new album or a new EP as the rules constantly change. Yeah, on, EPs on are kind of, you know, just as much of an impact as an album these yeah. days or even a single, you know, yeah, like a video out. It's like, Yeah, I, I just got word that we're getting a review in Rolling Stone on the EP, which Rolling I never Stone, thought man. would happen. But Congrats. You know, yeah, so who's to say we have to make yeah. albums or singles or what, but I'll be back in the studio as soon as possible. Cool, man. Well, we're looking forward to see where, you know, that goes for you. Thanks. Yeah, man. Well, cool. Thanks for uh, being here at Diddy TV in Memphis today, and My best pleasure. of luck in your future endeavors. My Appreciate pleasure. It, Thank you guys for having me. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All because of a fancy bike? It's not just a bike. Peloton makes treadmills, too. Nah, all treadmills are the same. Our treadmills can adjust speed and incline automatically, so you never break your stride. Whether you're squeezing in a power walk or training for a marathon, Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try the Peloton Tread risk-free with the 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial. 
With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom is dead. My mom is right there. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at IntoHistory.com.